0: It's a brilliant, I feel like it's a game changer. Like I'm excited to leave here and to be like, oh, I'm not going to make a decision from that space because that's not pointing me in the right direction.
1: Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Spirited Body Podcast. I want to welcome all those fellow experiencers out there. Um, This is the podcast about activating and living from your spirit and your daily actions and experiences. And my guides want to show you how to interpret your life through the lens of your highest self so it can be easier, more joyful, and satisfying. After all, we are all just spirits in a physical body. I'm James Vager. I'm your host, and I'm here with my great friend Katie. Hello. How are you today?
0: I'm good. I have a lot of beverages today.
1: <laughs> the more, the better.
0: I know. I, I I love to start the day with a smoothie. I don't know about you. Do you ever do that?
1: No, I'm doing a no. I I'm not a big meal in the morning person. Mm. I just never have been. Um, so like that idea of fasting, just that's just something that I yeah, nat- my body naturally does once in a while. Wake up like I'm dying and I'll eat something, but most of the time I don't want to eat.
0: I'm not a big breakfast person either, but the smoothies kind of are like the middle road for that. Cause you're not like actually eating. It's like, you're just drinking something, but I just love making smoothies. It's like kind of a hobby of mine. I'd make different detox ones and like there are like 30 nutrients in there.
1: It sounds delicious. <laughs> it actually <laughs> really is. If there's a banana in it, you can just pass it right on by me.
0: Okay, wait. You're the second person today. Who, wait, you don't
1: like bananas. It's the texture. The like give me a banana bread. I, I don't mind the flavor of a banana like in a bread, okay. in a muffin, let's say, but eating a banana makes me gag.
0: But not in a smoothie then?
1: Even in a smoothie, the idea of it makes me gag. I don't know what it is. Wild. It I mean, I know exactly why it is. I just don't think it's appropriate to say on air. It the tech it's a texture thing. It makes me think <laughs> It makes me think of a very specific substance that we all produce. And that
0: I... James will put it in the show notes, but we won't say it on here. Okay. That's, we're going way off track. Yes. But anyway, um, how was your week?
1: Uh, super busy week. Yeah. Just I could not get on top of my week.
0: The retrograde is over though. It was over last Monday. I felt the shift.
1: Um, Great. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't, it's funny. People talk to me for as spiritually connected as I am. I don't necessarily click into that stuff. Like mm. that's not part of what my body and my spirit is attuned to. So people talk about that stuff and it's not that I don't believe it. I just don't have knowledge of it.
0: I don't. Yeah. I, I go, I'm a little bit in it, not all the way, but like, I will notice weird things happen in the retrogrades at one day at my office, the, the, Uh, Air conditioning stopped working. The internet stopped working and some other big electronic things stopped working at our office in the same day. And I was like, this is hysterical. Oh, the locks. We couldn't get into the the badge system. (laughs) I was like, okay, I kind of believe in the retrograde.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah. But other than that, you know, it's, um, it was a pretty normal week was very consumed with 3d concerns Mm. for me. Um, I, I, I had I've been doing a lot of, bit of work uh, a lot of work lately um spiritual work on trying to uh, attune in a little different way learn some different skills uh, figure some things out and that has been a major shift uh for me so um that's that's the only thing happening on that end so I've got like major pull for me in my 9 to 5 very yeah. you know rooted in the physical world work and then I have these significant changes on the other side. So I just feel a little pulled and very, very busy. Like I feel like I can't, I can't rest enough to do what I need to do. And I can't. I hate that feeling, you know, where you're
0: like, I know what I need to do, but the amount of like rest and downtime to give me the energy to do what I don't have, it's like that creates panic in me, honestly.
1: Yeah. So, so funny enough, the topic that we're on today Is about presence and not the kind you get at Christmas or for your birthday, but um, about being present about being in the here and now, um, which I'm curious about. And, and I, and I also want to put in the greater context. I want to remind people that when I tapped in to uh, find out the topics for season two, they were, they wanted me to really participate in the development of the, the topics that we're going to, Learn about. And I felt like, well, it's much easier if you just give me all that information yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Please let me be a passive by- bystander <laughs> if I can just communicate the knowledge. But they were pretty adamant that I participate in the process. And so I sort of m- had a middle ground where I said, you know, there's a lot of conflict on the earth right now. And I want to diffuse that conflict. I want to give people the information they need to that we need to reduce that conflict. And so they gave me all of these topics um, in order to reduce conflict. So I want to oh,
0: interesting.
1: Yeah. So I think it was really important that I just say that because I don't know if I've, I don't think I've said it this season so far that these topics are about reaching a, a place to decrease conflict. And if you think about the topics we've done so far, communication, mm. neutrality, acceptance i mean these are all big like conflict reducing yeah ideas yeah. right and um and so today we're going to talk about they're going to talk to us about presence
0: okay i was thinking about this a lot this week and i was the thought that just kept kind of going on repeat in my mind was the ability to tap into presence is kind of the fundamental thing so that all these other things can happen do you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: it's it's a it's a foundational concept.
0: It's like you it's like it the ability to hone in on this skill allows for the other things that you've talked about to be maybe a little smoother, maybe a little more accessible.
1: Accessible, more lived, more um a, a, an easier way to pull them through you into your existence.
0: Yeah. I even like practice this with my nine-year-old sometimes. I love it. Where she'll just be like, like in her martial arts class yesterday, she was like peeking over to like tell me that she wanted to do this other thing after. I was like, no, 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 drop in right now. You're in the class. <laughs> so like I try to remind myself that too. Right. And I lately I've just been even saying this to myself, which is kind of funny that anyway, well, it's not funny, but <laughs> um, like drop in, like drop into right now because it our mind will take us on these journeys and I myself personally like worry so much you know like I think some people lean towards either more anxiety like the future or more depression more towards the past or maybe both I definitely lean more towards like the future like ah and someone told me the other day like worrying is just praying for the thing that you don't want to happen to happen you're literally just fixating on it you're like asking it Yes. And so I'm like, how do you combat that? And I was like, oh, presence. Like you just drop into right now because that's not happening.
1: And, and they'll, they'll talk about this in the, in, the, in the actual body of the channel. But I also feel compelled to say it now that, you know, we've talked about time and how time exists here in the physical plane. It doesn't exist anywhere else. So there's a part of you, your highest self, exists in timelessness. Doesn't know time. So when we as physical beings are worried about the past or about the future, we ain't able to tap into the infinite.
0: Because there's no such thing.
1: Because those are concepts that exist solely in the physical plane. So So the only way we can access our infinite self, our highest self, our energetic self is by being present.
0: Man, w- what a thing to have to combat though in our society.
1: But it just gives, it to, and I know whenever I get the chills all over my body, which I just did, that that is the concept. Like that's a major concept for people to really get. And it's their way of sort of creating the, the, the proof is not the right word, or it's like validating and, showing how all these concepts that they're showing sort of overlay with each other. And then when they all lock into place like Legos or like a puzzle, um, uh, the image are giving me the reason I said Legos, cause they give me this, they're giving me this image. It's much more three dimensional than like a flat puzzle. Yeah. Um, that that is when you understand truth or that's when you can recognize universal truth when this strand and this strand and this strand, They all come together and they all validate one another and they, nothing is contradictory again, communion.
0: But that can't happen when your mind is not now.
1: Correct. So your ability to, to, you may be able to logic and and, uh, take these concepts and logic them through, but in terms of wanting to access your energetic self, which is your highest self that only exists in the present moment because time doesn't exist on the other side and so to access that you can only be present If your mind is I'm worried about the past or worried about the future presence doesn't happen and if you if you've ever spent time meditating and you get to that space like past and present past and future don't really and let exist. me ask just
0: while we're on this so if you're okay because whenever I, Like it is kind of weird. I'm actually just making this connection that the last week I've been practicing this, that thing in my mind where I'm like, just drop in. So it's not coincidental that you texted (laughs) me that, but I wasn't making the connection that I was doing that prior to that. But anyway, whenever I do that, I'm instantly just flooded with you're on the right path. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Just, I almost kind of even like float away a little bit. Like, yes, don't worry. Yes. And
1: and I'm going to put a word on that.
0: Okay, please do. Safety. It does feel very safe. And then when I start, oh, what about this thing? And da 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 da, da And will I get my funding? And for my business? And will I? Do? And then when I get there, I'm super like not grounded. I'm like kind of flow. I'm just like completely unglued.
1: Right. And you're gra- and you start to grasp. And then when you start to grasp, you're grasping for the things you recognize in your immediate vicinity or things that you have knowledge of that may bring you the result that you want to feel better.
0: So my question is, so when I, okay. So when I go there where I'm like, ah, I'm grasping. And then I do my little, okay, drop in. And then I'm like, okay, you're on the right path. And I do my thing. Then my human distorted mind wants to go. You're just avoiding that. You're in denial about that. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say? I think so. So it's like, I'll go to the worried space of what will happen. I'll drop back into the presence and then my body will feel really safe and secure. And then my twisted mind (laughs) will say, oh, I'm so glad you're feeling good right now, but what a nice way to avoid the thing you were worrying about, you little denial. Judgy. Yeah,
1: that's twisted, huh? (laughs)
0: You're like, oh, we're kicking you off the show.
1: (laughs) But I think that's probably a phenomenon that, everyone can relate to, or most people can relate to, um, it's, and, and part of that is learning to trust because you're, you're, and so this is, I'm getting information as you're saying that you need to learn to trust that connection part of you more than the problem solving part of you. Does that make sense? That your, your act, what you've trained yourself to be safe is that active searcher looking in the community and looking in your surroundings for answers for the, the, the practice knowledge of, Oh, you've got to work really hard. You've got to spend your time doing this. Yes. And that side is. Continues to be on it. And, and we talked about, and this is a very good example because we talked about before about um how, when you make ch- the most successful changes you make are small, subtle changes. They're not the big major overhauls yes. because your energetic system is practiced at the energy flowing in one particular way, in one particular pattern, and rehearsing it over and over and over again. So it's simply because you take one, you remove one belief or change the hard structure, the energy flow is the same. It's like a groove in the ground where a dry river is, and then it, when it rains, the water's not going to pick another path. The water's going to pick the same path that's been grooved for it. And your system is grooved to have an energetic pad, a pattern of where your brain is doing the work. You're problem solving. You're looking in the community. You're looking in the surroundings. You're trying to grab what what you want to grab. You're trying to get that information. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so simply because you are in a separate, like energetically, in a separate place, doesn't mean your brain has caught up. Doesn't mean your brain is. Well, that's
0: I think what my brain's trying to do when it does that is like, oh, how convenient! You found a little tool to get you to settle down. and you're just going to avoid the problem. And like even this morning when I woke up, I was all anxious because one of our funding things fell through. And I said to myself, drop in, what's happening right now? And my my gut said to me, you just need to trust more.
1: When did that happen?
0: This morning at like 7.30 in the morning, 8 o'clock. Okay. Why?
1: Because uh, earlier this week, I almost texted you. And, and said what? And it was like Thursday morning, I think it was. I think it was Thursday morning or Friday morning. I almost texted you and said, uh, 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 there's a business thing happening and you don't worry about it because something else is coming.
0: Oh, the, f- the, f- the f- big one that we were going to um, ha- had placed a lot of bets on for our funding uh, fell through on Friday. And I felt all the anxiety creep in. And I just, <clears throat> I actually woke up this morning and said it out loud. I just said um, I'm gonna drop back into right now and what I feel safe in is that it's all gonna happen and I just need to accept that it might not happen in the way that I want, but that it's gonna happen and I'm gonna be open to it happening. And it's not gonna be solved by me working harder. Like do more, Right, that's not how it's gonna be solved. And that's a very bizarre thing to lean into when society tells you, Work harder, right? work more, right? produce more results. Yeah. Right now I'm literally having, I have never had to sit this so passive. Like I did what I could. I think I'm on the right path. It's just going to happen. I mean, that is scary as shit. That is scary as shit to yeah. just sit back and be like, I have 35 employees. I hope we get our funding. Like I hope I don't have to fire everybody. Like it's wild. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just, so I'm really excited. This is our topic this week because I do think the presence combats all of that future talk. You know what I mean? It's a tool that lets you drop back into right now and connect with yourself in a way that does provide that safety.
1: Yes. And, and I I also feel compelled to say before we start the, just based on what you're saying, because you're, it's so good when we talk about the things that are happening in our lives and how we can apply these concepts to them. Simply because you are tapping in to your highest self. That doesn't mean you're going to get the outcome that you most desire.
0: I don't like that one.
1: (laughs) But if you stay tapped into yourself and can stay connected, no matter what's happening around you, you're not going to care. You're not going to be attached to the outcome, to the success or not as deeply Mm. as as a reflection on who you are. And the the concept they talk, they talk they talked to me about in recently is if you if they could give you a pill to feel totally fine with exactly where you are in life, what does it matter if no matter what happens, you feel amazing about it?
0: I mean, do they have that pill?
1: <laughs> I mean, they're gonna say yes. It's you have it. It's your connection to your highest self. But what there's there, do you understand their point? Their mm-hmm. point is even in your talking and, and at everyone that's listening, y- yes, it's great to be connected and feel great. And it, but that doesn't mean the outcome. Yeah. No, I, I do feel, do you that. know what I mean? I do feel that. And I know that's, it's, it's, a, that's hard. Uh, But they want to make sure that everyone understands that simply because you are connected and you're dropping in and you're feeling connected to yourself in a way that you've never felt before, that's not guaranteeing the outcome that you've crossed your fingers for.
0: Mm -hmm. You have to be open to how it's going to unfold.
1: Yes. And so the only thing that you can do, that we can do, that I can do, is be so connected that the outcome doesn't matter because I am already safe and secure all the time, no matter where I go, no matter what happens to me. And I can be ultimately constantly satisfied despite what's happening. Because even if someone serves me a pile of shit, (laughs) if I'm a hundred percent, a hundred percent, I don't think we can understand the level of satisfaction where you're like, okay, this is fine. What does it matter? that you can be 100% okay with the outcome. No matter what happens to you, you're satisfied and happy. So what does it matter what happens to you?
0: I feel like this is a way that your guys are trying to tell me.
1: (laughs) No, 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 no. It's not about you specifically. It's about they want everyone to understand that that it's our perception of success, failure, win, lose. The
0: contrast-based emotion. Yes,
1: that drives our... Satisfaction, And that shouldn't be what drives our satisfaction. Our satisfaction should be internal. Our security should be internal so that we are. It doesn't matter what happens. Does that make sense? I feel lighter because I do like that with that pill analogy is really good. Like if you could take a substance that you felt amazing, no matter what happens in your life. What matters? What does it matter? What happens in your life?
0: This makes me think about when people are like, oh, but you don't understand. It's like, well, actually, sometimes I think about this. You can have the same such exact same circumstance happen to two different people. And one person is less impacted or can be grateful and can have sort of more like higher frequency energy as a result of the quote unquote negative situation. So that in itself is just proof that it's really just in our perception and how we see it. It's not, we're not destined to suffer in the way that we choose to. Uh, It is a choice.
1: uh, Yes. And it, you know, that idea that everyone grieves differently Mm -hmm. and they are, um, and this makes me think of how we as a society perceive people grieving or whatever, like, um, a tragedy happens to them and. And like, let like say their spouse is murdered or something. And the person, the, the living, the surviving spouse doesn't react the way people think they should react. Mm-hmm. And then they draw conclusions about the motivations behind that. And it's like you have, everyone's going to interpret that information differently depending on where they are in their life, how they interpret things. And that, like, that's all individual. It's a hundred percent individual. And that leads to our perception and our ability to process. And there you go. So I'm glad you brought that up. And I, I and I don't want people to think that we're getting off a topic because this all matters. Like hearing our personal struggles and what they have to say about our personal struggles applies to everybody. Makes that's it, listening.
0: Real. it makes it real. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's, let's tap into present. Let's let's, Let's see how many times I yawn and black out in the reading today. (laughs) Tyler will sometimes be like, what was the reading about? I'm like, sometimes I black out a little bit because the energy in the room gets real. And it's like, I'm floating on a cloud sometimes when you read, especially when it's not you reading. I know when they're like really present in here. I, I drift off sometimes like in a different realm and it's hard to, it's fuzzy.
1: Yeah. When I, when I uh, do channeling with my friends, they, I have one friend uh, when I channel Archangel Michael, she falls asleep every time. She will just completely fall asleep every time. And they all, feel, they all feel like it, 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 the the energy can be kind of it, oppressive. Isn't the word just thick. And, uh, um, it's sort of like comforting in a way, like the pre, like a, like a weighted blanket, almost like, Oh
0: yeah. It's not a cerebral experience. No. And so since it's not, your mind doesn't know how. And I used to up until even a couple of weeks ago, be like, Katie, you really need to drop in more in these sessions. Like, and then I was like, (laughs) no, no, no. Like, it's okay if that happens to you. It's okay if I, sometimes I feel like I need to move my body a lot when you read. Sometimes I yawn. Sometimes I'm like, wait, what did he just say? And it's because it's, it's not this, especially being in this room with you. It's not this cerebral experience where my intellectual mind can digest it in the way that I want it to. It's very bizarre.
1: Yeah. I mean, and you're, you're just describing, you know, like, you know, when I'm when I'm doing this with people, like when I, especially my friends, who I did it with, do it with the most, they, they, they'll say the same thing. How they react is is very similar, and they even and they're actually talking about it today too. <laughs> Co- coincidentally, maybe we should just stop at the coincidences. Is
0: is there such thing as coincidences? No.
1: Okay. Okay. So again, this is from the Council of Light. We're going to be talking about presence, okay. and uh, here we go. We welcome you back into our company and are elated with the progress that you have made. You may not see this, but you have made energetic changes and progress in your being as the messages that we are now providing through this medium are of a more advanced nature and carry through them the new energetic vibrations of greater understanding and release. These concepts and messages that we now provide to you are laden and embedded with higher coding, increased vibrational power. As you have listened and absorbed the steps and lessons that have come before, you have more opened yourself and relaxed your grip on the physical existence and rules that you have come to understand and opened your awareness to the energetic flow that exists all around you. Knowingly and unknowingly, you have slowly shifted your energetic self to allow greater congruence to this information and our presence. Your opening is our opening as well. We wish to provide for you the most satisfying of existence and know that you're absorbing and assimilating this information will provide the pathway to this. For you have a you that is here with us that is connected to the you that is on the physical plane. An expansion for you there affects the you that is here. Imagine there is a mirror that is continuously above you. It follows you everywhere that you go. Your mirror shows another you constantly attached to you, going wherever you go, doing whatever you choose to do. Existing in the plane of that mirror instead of that plane of earth. Much like the mirrors in your amusement parks, the image in your mirror is not the image of you as you know yourself in the earth plane. It is the image of yourself in your complete and most satisfied state. It is the you that is whole, peaceful, and fully secure. It is the you that has already assimilated its lessons and has dropped all need for seeking security. It has completed all of its life expressions and is here to provide knowledge, peace, and access to the infinite. It follows you and mimics all of your actions as a mirror image. As a human, you can fluctuate between your existence on earth and this completed version of yourself you are able to vacillate between the two. Its constant reminder that exists with you always is a large part of the reason for feeling shame, embarrassment, and upset over decisions and actions that you do that are based solely on contrast-based or earthly-based information. You have a constant reflection of your highest self and most satisfied self with you always. Behaving in a contrast-based way feels small and reactionary, when compared to your most advanced self. Living with that comparison can lead some to seek greater connection with this higher version of themselves and can lead others toward greater seeking of security in the physical realm of contrast, using difference and value to bolster their sense of self and gain. Questions? Comments? Have I lost you already? A little bit. So... Let me summarize. Okay, please do. So what they're asking us to do is that they're giving us a different uh, image, which I really, really like this idea of us being on the physical plane and floating above us is a mirror, like okay. a mirror on the ceiling yeah, facing down and it's, it follows you everywhere you go. And that mirror reflects is, shows you, right? Yeah but the mirror is not you the mirror is your highest self it's the you that is totally satisfied they're like if if you're in a if you're looking at a funhouse mirror that distorts your image you know that that's you but the image comes back to you a little bit funky yeah but this instead of it looking weird it's your most highest enlightened most secure most advanced most complete self okay most confident most self assured most at ease, most satisfying self. And that is the image that's floating above you. That is your highest self. It goes everywhere you go. It does everything you do. It's always there. And it's that accessible to you. I see. Always So the intention there.
0: behind that analogy is the accessibility.
1: The accessibility and the constancy. And okay. it's always there. Everywhere you go, everything you do, It's it's there with you. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So you can tap
0: into that at any time.
1: Yes. And at the end of this little paragraph, what they're saying is that the constant presence of having this reflection back at you of your smartest, most knowledgeable, most peaceful, most um, integrated self Mm -hmm. is that it's going to reflect back at you. And there you are doing your stupid human bullshit where you're reacting or getting angry, right? Yeah. And then you have this image of you that's staring right back at you, doing what, you're, what stupid thing you're doing or have done. And you see the most perfect version of yourself and how the difference between what you've done and what that most perfect version of yourself is. And that can cause a lot of shame, a lot of upset, a lot of guilt in yourself because you're like, Ooh, I know I shouldn't have done that.
0: Okay. Does
1: that make sense? A hundred. Yeah. hundred percent. And so what they're saying is that shame can lead people to either go, I need to work more towards the perfect version of myself or the, or that ideal version of myself. Perfect yeah. is probably not a good word. Or it's going to lead me to say, you know what? I don't like feeling that contrast between me and this ideal version of myself between me knowing I should have done better. I can't, I can't handle that weight. So I'm going to seek more contrast based things to make me feel better. So I need to prove that I'm better than I need to distract myself, uh, by feeling, by doing, you know, activities that distract me from that feeling. So substances or, um, uh, uh, like exercise or work or, you know, all these isms that we have in our society. Yeah, But there are people that, so there's, there's a divergence, right? I feel uncomfortable knowing that I behaved in a very human way. So I'm either going to seek more connection with my highest self to feel better about it, or I'm going to seek more contrast based types of things to feel better about it. And it doesn't have to be your entire existence, right? It doesn't have to be, every aspect of my life is uh, uh, affected by this it can just be certain aspects so if you feel really insecure about work for example that you could be driven or tempted more or it's more it's easier for you to uh, uh, follow sort of the contrast base I need to figure out these these things in the in the uh, by hearing what other people have to say, I have to meet these financial markers. I have to propel myself and work hundred hours a week and do all of these things in order to meet this, try to meet this mark. So I feel better about my state in my work area instead of, okay, I, I feel insecure when compared to where I want to be. I feel insecure where I want to feel and how I want to feel. So I need to lean into what, my most energetic, my most complete self has to say about this and how it would react to this situation. Uh, I see. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so there's a-
0: But it's kind of like a lot of us avoid that path.
1: Uh, yes. Because it, there's such a high level of contrast in what they're saying is you can't stand to sit in the light of that perfect self shining down on you going, oh, that's very different than what I'm doing now. So instead of exploring that, we're just going to go do the stuff that I'm practiced at, which is very three-dimensional behavior.
0: But would you also say that the answer wouldn't be, it's kind of like when you look at that higher self, oh, I wish I would have done it this way. And then the shame and the guilt and stuff flood in those emotions drive you to the avoidance of that acknowledgement of higher self.
1: Yes. They so can. what
0: would you tell people to do if they're like, okay, I'll acknowledge it. But what do I do with all this guilt and shame when it comes in?
1: Well, you have to accept back to the previous podcast. You have to accept that the reason you did what you did is because you're a human and that those behaviors out of behaviors, thoughts, all of that realm that are contrast-based is because you are in a contrast-based world living in a contrast-based body with a contrast-based mind.
0: And so it's not that we're going to avoid feelings of guilt or shame, but maybe changing the perception of how we think about those emotions will move us through them maybe a little quicker to get to the next step.
1: A hundred percent. And that's, that's the whole point Versus
0: like getting like, okay. So versus saying, I'm ready to look at that part. Ooh, there's guilt and shame going to this other thing, or I'm ready to look at that part. Ooh, there's guilt and shame and I'm stuck in guilt and shame. It's like, okay, no, no secret door. Number three, I'm willing to go there. There's the guilt and shame. Let's understand that part. And we're going to also move over here too. Yes. So it's not an avoidance of guilt and shame. It's not a getting stuck in guilt and shame. It's an acknowledgement and understanding of where it comes from so that it's a moving through the guilt and shame.
1: Yes. And and guilt and shame is simply their emotions that are externally placed on an internal process that no one can see. (laughs) Did that just blow your mind a little bit?
0: Guilt and shame are very much internal based.
1: And nobody can see it.
0: Burse, okay, wait. <laughs> okay. Versus if you're angry, that's a little bit more apparent to people. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah.
1: Yes. And typically, you know, if you're doing a review of some sort and you're comparing yourself, like, oh, God, I should have done that, that's going to be guilt. I mean, it can turn into anger if you really want to avoid it. And that to me is a very contrast based. Behavior. So you're turning away from exploring what's going on in the relationship between your higher self and your physical self. And you're turning away from that. And then you're turning that into anger about the world around you because it's not giving you what you want and you're not giving me what I want and you're not here for me. And then that's creating difference and separation. Does that make sense? And so Mm -hmm. that's an outward way of like expressing those emotions, but sticking with guilt and shame, because this is more specifically what they're talking about is that is 100% internal process to your head and nobody's out there. I I shouldn't say nobody because there are plenty of figures that want to make you feel smaller by trying to make you feel guilty or shameful about behaviors that you shouldn't feel guilty or shameful, shameful about. Right. But, That internal guilt and shame is 100% in between your ears. Nobody is out there. You feel like it's exposed, but it's not exposed. That's all an internal process. It's the
0: same thing that I said before, where somebody can feel guilt and shame over something and somebody can have the exact same thing and not feel that. You're not born feeling like I have to feel guilt and shame all the time. Correct. But guilt and shame are part of the human experience. Yes. And when we look in that mirror that's following us, that might come up. And so what I hear you saying is that's okay if that comes up, we're going to accept that that comes up and we're going to try to understand it as a means of moving through it versus going a different direction and avoiding it or getting stuck in it.
1: Right? Like, why did I, why did I just respond that way? Why did I, why did I respond that way? If you sit and you connect to your higher self and you can feel the difference between you would have what your higher self would do versus what you did, then you get the opportunity to say, okay, there's a difference why was it different why did i respond that way oh i f- responded that way because i felt that that person was trying to take this from me i felt like if if that person wasn't listening to me and when i don't feel listened to it reminds me of when blank and and so i'm live i'm reacting from that person not listening to me okay mm-hmm. as an example i'm reacting from the belief that no one will listen to me. Or I'm reacting from the belief that unless I shout, no one will listen to me. I'm reacting from a belief that this person's trying to erase my identity. I know that's a big leap, but that's a common one. Does that make sense? Like we are reacting from those fear moments, those beliefs that we have that are not real.
0: It's reminding me of, It's actually taking me back to presence because lately I've been thinking a lot about when you're trying to hold up an identity of, of yourself, that is a construction from the past. That's also a projection of the future. hundred percent. And you have like, I'm putting my hands up right now. Like you have the left (laughs) in the past and the right in the future. And you're literally like, I'm, Imagining i'm holding something in my two hands. I have to hold that narrative together of who I am And you actually I don't believe and tell me if i'm wrong You can't move through that guilt and shame or through to that next step When you're so consumed with holding this identity and narrative together You almost have to surrender to all that you knew to be true about you in order to allow the door to open for something
1: else to come in a hundred percent. Yes.
0: Like it was so funny. I was watching John Stewart. I have to show you this. What interview this politician from Arkansas and he came to her with scientific data and like, like, like facts around statistics around transgender children and suicide. This woman, I watched her, I watched her face twitch She could not let the information in her mind Mm -hmm. because she was so set on. I'm a Republican. I'm conservative. I am the one who helped pass this law to revoke rights from transgender children that no matter what you tell me, I'm not available to look at it because it jeopardizes my ability to hold that ball of the past identity and the future projection of who I think I am. And it baffled me. I was like this is why we can't make change in the world because we're all holding on so tight to who we think we are, that we have no space to just say, maybe I'm not that. And maybe I'm going to look at something a different way. Right.
1: And, and it's okay not to be that.
0: It's okay not to be the person who's not holding the thing together. Well, okay. <laughs> that I'll have a harder time with. Cause I was like, this lady needs to get it together. <laughs> John Stewart handed her her ass, and she just was like, "Yep, nope, this is the right thing." And I was like, "No, yeah." But I hear what you're saying.
1: <laughs> and and so holding those two things together is very contrast based. It's very physical based. It's very uh, outside forces defining, defining you, defining what you think you should be, defining what you think you are. And your right presence is about allowing yourself to be
0: and not to hold who I think I should be. So I'm going to react from that place of that narrative that I've constructed. Yes. I'm going to disassemble the construction of who I think I am.
1: And we want to make sure that you understand that when we're inviting you to disassemble, as you say that it's not a, a, a hammer, it's not a wrecking ball. It's, a slight loosening of the grip. It's an acknowledgement that there is an option that you are not holding. It's an acknowledgement that there is space on either side of your beliefs. It doesn't have to be the destruction of them. It's simply and so can maybe be the that's why people
0: are so afraid to do it because they are afraid if they even do it a little bit, it'll all shatter. Right. Do you think that's why
1: people find peace and security in a structure that is provided by the community around them. And if it's reinforced by financial success or occupational success or societal success, there's no incentive for those beliefs to be erased or questioned. That work needs to happen because there's an internal itch. There's an internal feeling and the suppression of that internal connection to your highest self is a lot of energetic work for the people that cannot or refuse to participate in that process.
0: It's crazy.
1: Okay. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't you. Wasn't me. I know.
0: I felt my body starting to yawn. I felt, I was like, okay, at least I'm getting familiar now.
1: Yes. And and if I say we.
0: Oh, I I instantly knew what was happening. And I just said, okay, James isn't here right now. And I'm just going to receive this heavy, thick energy. It's not bad. It's not a, it's just an energy that comes in.
1: Okay. So I'm going to go back to the channel. So we have this idea of us walking around with a mirror on top of us all the time, following us everywhere we go. Doing everything we always do. It's a little
0: creepy when you look at me that way.
1: Doing everything we do. Okay. Okay. We describe this scenario to you to help you understand the constancy of the presence of your highest self and to illustrate the pull that the physical realm has on you. Though the draw and ask for the energetic side is to commune with your highest self, the practicality of this is much different. As emotions and the seeking of safety that you are programmed to perform on the physical plane interfere with your ability to use the image of your most ideal self as a reference point. You are surrounded by layers and layers of contrast guiding you in the path seeking false security and safety. Throughout your life, you have been exposed to this is right and this is wrong. You have been given subtle and not subtle cues of how to stay safe in your body and in your emotions by the world around you. Your mind has carefully stored and categorized these experiences for your protection. Some of these experiences lead to greater connection to your highest self in your mirror, but many experiences do not. Why do we describe all of this to you when we speak of presence? Firstly, we want you to more fully understand the idea of your highest self constantly connected and present to you. We sense and feel that many of you do not fully grasp this concept. Second, we provide this image to you for you to better see how presence works and can be attained in your life. When we speak of presence or being present, we are speaking of the state where you are aware of existing in the physical plane but are open to the highest version of yourself. You can feel and hold the sensation and immediate awareness of your physical container while allowing the energetic, highest version of yourself to enter your body more fully and consciously. You open the connection to that mirror image of yourself and more fully feel its completeness, satisfaction, and security. Being present necessarily means that you are living in the now, you are not holding on to or reacting to the past or the future. Your worries of what is going to happen do not exist. They cannot exist in this state as you are living, being your most secure and satisfied self. Let us provide an activity that will help you connect to your present moment for your present moment is connected to your physical body. Your body is constantly providing you information about what it is feeling and experiencing now. It cannot provide sensory information about the future or the past. This is a quick exercise that you can do wherever you are in order to bring more focus and clarity about the now and drop thoughts and burdens of the past or future. And I'm just going to say quickly, please. I love the, the drawing attention to the idea that your body, your physical body as a machine cannot provide sensory information to your brain about the past or the future. It can only provide you sensory information about what is happening the physical right body. Now it's the mind that does that. It's the mind that does everything else. Now, I'm a physical therapist, I know people store trauma in their body. I get it. So that that is a concept. But your physical body, its sensory inputs are going to give you information about what it is feeling right now. It is not going to give you feelings about what happened in the past. Your brain is holding on to that. Your emotional state is holding on to that. And it might be placing in your body, but it's not your body giving you information about now. I mean, about the past or about the future. It doesn't have that ability. Other parts of your body, of your beings. So that
0: could be like a tool in a way of remembering that. I mean, I don't know if you've had this experience, but I have. When I'm on a hike, when I'm maybe stretching or like taking a sauna or doing something that's very like physical in my body. It is easier to be present.
1: Have you ever cried when you've done yoga? I have not. I I cry all the time when I do yoga all the time. And it's because the process of yoga and which is why it was a spiritual practice. It started as a spiritual practice, not a physical practice, a spiritual practice because the consciousness to your body makes you open to now. And so, I mean, I know I'm not the only person that's cried in yoga, so, <laughs> I mean, maybe I am, and I'm fine with that. I accept. that I have in myself. felt like
0: a lot of feelings in yoga, but I,
1: yeah, I will, I will cry in yoga, and it's, and I think it's because I'm opening up so fully to the present moment, and it
0: that you feel safe enough to be able to I express just let go. those emotions. I just it's kind of like when a kid, and you like pick your kid up from daycare or whatever and they're like they did great and then you get home and they're like Bruh! it's like oh well when you look at that developmentally or yeah. even psychologically speaking they feel safe to allow that out yeah, so a similar concept yeah. like i'm going to be so physically present in my body that i have so much more safety that these things can can
1: come out yes and i can be aligned okay okay let's keep going so this is the exercise okay Move your mind away from itself and thoughts of future and experiences of past that you play and replay, hoping they will change and focus on what your feet are feeling at exactly this moment. What are they resting on? Do you feel pressure on the front of the foot, the back, one side or another? What is the temperature like on your skin? Where are your arms resting? Where do they feel pressure? What is touching you? And what does the pressure or sensation feel like? Hard? Soft? What are you seeing around you? Name what you see. What are you smelling? Name what you smell. Notice it and identify it. You may do the same with taste. This process allows you to default to your body, which is providing you information about now. For the eternal does not exist in the future or the past, because we are not bound by the measures of time as you experience them on your planet. That truth exists for your soul as well. When you carry thoughts of the past and or future, full conscious connection with your energetic and eternal self cannot happen.
0: I mean, it's such, it's such a clue into when you feel that way. Oh, I'm anxious. Oh, I'm the, oh okay. You're not, you're not going to be able to do that. It's like a little like, like, Hey, Hey, Hey. It's like a little reminder. And so you, you can kind of, you know, you're a little off track then when those are the feelings you're experiencing Yes. because you're not able to get to access that higher self in that space. Yes.
1: Yes. So when you are feeling connected to worry about what may happen or feeling anxious about what has happened, there is a disconnect from the safety that truly exists with inside of you. You are rooting into the past or the future, which are not eternal concepts. Eternity only exists in the present moment because time, which you hold in your physical body and time, which you hold in your physical mind, do not exist in the energetic side.
0: It's crazy. But it's so helpful. It's so helpful.
1: As they've always said, emotions are our guide.
0: Because if you told someone you have to make decisions, that is you can check in with your body and be like, am I worrying about the future? Am I fixating on the past? And if you know that you're doing that, maybe you don't make decisions right then. (laughs) Do you see what I mean? Yeah.
1: Maybe you get to a different place. Maybe you alter where you are.
0: Well, because think about how many decisions we make in our day to day life. This goes back to what you said. I don't know. I don't have concept of time. Sometimes (laughs) another, a couple episodes ago, episodes ago, where you can't, if you can't go to your internal compass of like your north star internally, when you are fixated on the past or worried about the future. Yes. So if you can identify, I'm in a space of panic about the future. I'm in a space of fixation or worry about my mistakes from the past, and you're gonna go and make a decision about something in your life, you can't make it from there and be aligned with who you are. Yes. You can make it, and it's okay. It'll. It's. There's no mistakes. You can that's just the thing that you needed to do to go to the next thing or whatever. But if we can drop into the present and acknowledge where we are physically and emotionally, it can be sort of a lamppost to get us back on the path to towards our higher self. Yes. It's a brilliant, I feel like it's a game changer. (laughs) Like I'm excited to leave here and to be like, Oh, I'm not going to make a decision from that space because that's not pointing me in the right direction.
1: And what we would say is, Every time you feel anxious or fearful, you are in a state of living from the past or living for the future. Every time. We know that many people on this planet are not even able to identify the feelings of anxiety and where they come from. And this causes much strife and much more worry and panic that there is an internal problem with them that doesn't allow them to engage with the physical world in the way that they may see others as doing. But we want to impress upon everybody out there listening and hearing what we have to say and absorbing these concepts that no one has a system that is drastically different from another. Those feelings, those emotions you have are all present in everyone. The emotion is the same. Your emotional meter is the same. The volume may be different. How you can process that emotion or feel comfortable or discomfort with that emotion may be different, but all the emotions are the same. No one is gifted or ungifted in a way where one has emotions that another does not. And instead of the worry of where It is coming from because given the so many different inputs you have in your life, it may not be possible for you to tease out which emotion is coming from where, but you have a physical mind that is giving you an alarm. It is giving you a warning of what may be be happening around you. And what we say to you is do not worry at this moment about where the start is if you cannot figure out where the start is, but understand that if you are feeling fearful, and anxious, you are living either from the past or living for the future, and that is where your gauge is set instead of to your highest self. This is nearly universally true. Do not put the pressure on yourself that you need to have everything complete, everything figured out. The process of you being here is about figuring it out and choosing communion, choosing to connect, choosing communion over separateness, choosing communion over chaos, choosing communion over contrast. And you may not always have the answer for the steps on how to do that or identify what exactly in your mind is making you feel the fear or the anxiety, but you can reset your body to a neutral point by becoming present and choosing communion with your highest self. We want to express our deep love and compassion and understanding for the human condition. We feel your emotions. We recognize your emotions. And we would love to take away the worry that you feel about getting it wrong or not figuring it out fast enough or not being able to solve your problems in a way that is rapid. And the simple truth is it is not as hard as you think. It is not as hard as you believe. And if you were to take a deep breath and just exhale to the idea that it is much easier than you are making it, that in itself will reduce the stress, will reduce the worry, the anxiety, the effort. You're all here to be safe. No one is here to be persecuted. Okay, I'm going to keep reading.
0: <laughs> Please do. That was that was powerful. Please do.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to read a couple sentences sure. back. For the eternal does not exist in the future or the past because we are not bound by the measures of time as you experience them on your planet. That truth exists for your soul as well. When you carry thoughts of past and or future, full conscious connection with your energetic and eternal self cannot happen. We wish to express to you that you are never cut off from your higher self. The mirror is with you always. You are in frequent flux with your highest self, oscillating between awareness and focus on this reflection and not. You are aware and present with this image of you in some areas of your life and not standing in reflection with your highest self in others.
0: Can you read that one more time?
1: (sighs) Chills. You are aware and present with this image of you in some areas of your life and not standing in reflection with your highest self in others. This is the way with your existence. Your world provides so much information and contrast that it easily pulls you away from your highest image. Having presence and being present is the active alignment with your highest self so you may have the highest chance of being neutral and secure in your encounters, interactions, experiences, and choices. Being present opens your connection to its widest point available to you so you may more easily and readily allow your most ideal, secure, and knowledgeable self partake in your earthly process. Remember and accept that you cannot stay in this place forever, for you are bound by your earthly body and experiences. To achieve this state more completely would be to limit your experiences, but experiences are what you are here to do and have. We feel how this understanding has shifted something inside of you and are aware that knowledge lessens dis-ease. Let this knowledge lessen your dis-ease. Peace for you. You are not getting anything wrong. There are no mistakes.
0: (laughs) What I love about this is I feel like whenever I've tried to go on a journey of spiritual exploration or accessing higher self, I think there's this belief that if we really can just understand it all, we'll get to escape all the hardships of life. And what we're reminded every week, actually, in this podcast <laughs> is that it's not to avoid the human experience. It's to hold love and compassion and gratitude for the experience while also connecting with this higher part of yourself. It's not one or the other. That's not the point of being a human.
1: No, you are both. <sighs> you are both.
0: It's it's not to like float on a cloud. no.
1: No, that's not what we wouldn't be here if we were to float on a cloud. But
0: it gets confusing because it's pretty trendy to be spiritual right now. There's a lot of gurus. Yes. There's a lot of this.
1: Yeah. And and one of the things they pointed out. So I'm gonna talk just a couple points in this last paragraph. So speaking directly to that point, the that's what they're saying by uh when they said being present open to the dead. Remember uh uh To achieve the state more completely would be to limit. Okay. So remember. Yes, it's limiting. Yeah. Remember and accept that you cannot stay in this place forever and that you are bound by your earthly body and experiences to achieve the state more completely would be to limit your experiences, but experiences are what you are here to do and have. And so what they're talking about is if you're like, okay, I'm going to go live in the mountains by myself and have this peaceful, connected experience every single day of my life. And of course- That's not wrong. You can do that if you want. There is no value on that. That is great for you. That is wonderful. But you are limiting your human experience and the human experience is based on interaction with others and exposure to new things. So you can create contrast. So you can choose which contrast to avoid and you can further achieve communion based on that information that you're getting.
0: So if I hear you correctly, the communion with self and your higher self that expression and that connection will be weakened when you like, when you like go live in the mountains by yourself, it's like when you try to limit the humanness of your, yourself being a human, you actually weaken the connection with the ability to access and strengthen that connection with self.
1: What I would say is they
0: go hand in hand.
1: Yes. And it's like, you're not flexing that muscle. Because when you're presented with something contrast and you don't have the ability to overcome it or figure it out or work it through your body or your being, that muscle gets Atrophied. Atrophied. So it's not that you can't stay connected to your higher self, but what is that connection for? Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. It's not that you're not going to be connected to it ever, but the rich meaning and the the depth of it is 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 diluted. What, what is it
1: for? Yeah. You you are here to contribute to the greater universe and the greater change in all beings by experiencing contrast and overcoming that contrast. And if you never experience contrast, you may be sitting in in a beautiful, blissful state for longer periods of time than most of us, but what is that contributing?
0: So even just having the mere expectation that the more spiritual you are, or whatever it means that you're going to have life will. It's like, it's like even holding that expectation that reaching a certain degree of spirituality will maybe lessen the hard parts of being a human, is to set up an expectation that actually it's just not even like accurate to even think about it that way.
1: Yeah, you're still going to get mad. You're still going to experience contrast. You're still going to have frustrations. The period, the time that you spend in those emotions is going to be a lot less. The value you place on nev- those encounters are gonna is gonna be a lot less. So
0: there'll be ease, but they're not gonna go away. They're not it, gonna disappear. They, yeah, because you. Yeah. Okay.
1: We. That's what we're programmed here to do. Um, the second, the other thing that I wanted to point out was, um, uh um, you are aware and present with this image of you in some areas of your life. And not standing in reflection with your highest self and others. And I just love that image. That, that picture that they paint. In some areas of your life, I'm connected. I'm great. I feel really connected to my house, high self, highest self and there's other areas of my life where mm, I kind of ignore that that is there. Yeah. And then when I ignore the mirrors there, that's when I start choosing, Oh, what does the world say about what I should be doing? What is the, what does the society tell validation. me? What is what does that say about what I should be doing? Does that make sense? It, totally. I, I, I just, um, I I don't know. I just thought that the the idea of constantly being you are in constant reflection. You have that mirror image available to you all the time. It's constantly there, and I I'll tell you when they gave me this image. I did a little experiment. Okay. where I just was like, oh, I I got ready for my day. I was in the shower. I'm like, okay, I'm going to carry this image of this mirror above me all day long. I'm going to hold this image in my mind all day long and understand and try to feel present with that connection all day long. You know how long I lasted? <laughs> like minutes.
0: I was going to give you an hour.
1: <laughs> minutes. So I invite everyone listening to try it because I think it's a really important thing to understand that we might be able to get better and, and, and increase the number of minutes that we can do it. But we are naturally pulled into our everyday life. Oh, my God. I got, Oh, my God. I'm late. I got to rush. I got to get here. I got you. And it goes away.
0: But, but it's always accessible. It's always you.
1: accessible. Doesn't yeah. mean it disappears, but our awareness of it does because we are 3D beings.
0: This is a good one today.
1: So, yeah, it was good. I feel really, I almost felt really emotional. I still feel a little emotional. It's, uh, there's a, a, uh, the feeling that they leave um, in me is of such uh, uh, peace and gratitude and appreciation that it, uh, sometimes it's a little overwhelming for me. Mm-hmm. um and it's it's the the feeling of connected and feeling um uh I, I can't um uh so valuable mm. and uh it, it it can be overwhelming and, and when I first started channeling it was uh I would cry every single time I channeled. and so that that the familiarity with the feeling, um, you know, makes it less intense. Yeah. But sometimes it's really, um, it's, it, it's just, it's. I don't know. It's powerful. It's really, it's really powerful to touch it and and feel it, and be able to deliver the message. And and then the more, also the more that they feel the message has gotten out completely, the more the more ha- the happier they are or satisfied they are with how the message has been interpreted, then the the stronger the feeling as well. So wow. So everyone, <laughs> all you experiences out there, uh let's I I really, really, really want to hear your stories. James at thespiritedbody.com. Um you can also message me, DM me on uh Instagram. If you are enjoying this podcast, please like, please review, please rate it, follow. Um, All those things help uh, to bolster and help people hear these messages more clearly, uh, get the word out there. It means a lot to us. It helps us know if you guys are responding, if you guys are, uh, if this stuff is resonating with you, Um, we really hope it is, and uh, we really would love to hear your stories. So until next time, I'm James.
0: And I'm Katie. Thanks for joining.
1: See you next week. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye.